<laughs> there is no escape, is there? Not really. Can't really get away, can you? Do you do you need it? Do you feel like? No, I mean okay. every every You're so moment. Dialed in. Yeah, every moment is pretty much dedicated to getting better. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. I mean, that's the getaway will be for year for the off season if that even exists anymore, and in the future, right? Yes, that's for that's for future KJ. We can't worry about that that's right, right now. Well, so then talking about any Netflix series or podcast, no, right? No. Okay. Hmm. No. Traveling when you travel. You put in the AirPods. Do you listen? Are you listening to music to still find music, or do you have something podcast-wise you get away? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, um, you know, I do a lot of you know we do a lot of things for the postseason, creative things. I'm always kind of just trying to tap into things like that. Um, you know, going to nationals. There's a lot of ways to motivate our athletes, and so I'm like looking it. for. You know, uh, T-shirt ideas, ideas for our door hangers, things that that will really kind of elevate them mentally. So a lot of times I'm spending time doing that. How does this team react? In other words, is the motivation and everyone's different, right? Is it more I got to get into them? You know, I got to I've got to let them know. Or is it more caring? Is it more? speeches is it more video or is it kind of a combination of them all it's it's more get into their heads oh okay definitely get into their heads um i think you know honestly i'm not a big talker like speeches aren't my thing and 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 here's why i think you need to put them in the right mental state and then sometimes you need to let let their wheels turn instead of you know if if i step in to give a little something I, and I did this at Florida, and I don't do it a lot during meets. You'll see that we don't mm-hmm. like gather in a circle or do that. Um, it's it's to snap them out of it if they're not in the right mindset. But a lot of times, the goal is to get them in the right mindset before you even start, you know, or um, just put them in the in a place where they can be their best self. So, as as a fan, as a fan of of gymnastics, I'm constantly trying to do math. Like, I'll look in my head, and I'll look up at the scoreboard, and I'm like, all right, so they're here, we're here. When, when you're in a tight meet, and you've been in a lot of them, but when you're in a tight meet like you were this past weekend, are you the same, or do you not want to worry about where you are numbers-wise? Or you've, you've done this for a minute, so you kind of have an idea based on what you see out in front of you, so you don't worry about it too much. Yeah, no, absolutely doing the math, knowing where we are and what we need to do moving forward. And I think, you know, this weekend – we were tied after the first event, and we should have been ahead, right? So after bars, we should have been ahead just by a, by an inch. Right, and that's because that's been the strength all year long. Yes, right? yeah. yes, absolutely. Um, we and we stuck more dismounts, which was great. But again, you go you go on the road into someone else's arena, and you're going to get nickel and dimed a little bit, right? <laughs> you know, so that. That's something we just expect. Um, and then I think after after Vault, we just needed to fight more. You know, we need to fight a little bit more. I think they were um, a little bit disappointed with what they were – with the routine they were competing and then the result they were seeing, and they weren't, they weren't quite connecting the dots. And so you can't go there as a gymnast, you know. You have to focus on the routine, what you need to do, not necessarily the score so much. So if I've learned anything – it's 198 is kind of always yeah. the goal, right? Yes. If if not perfect, you want tens all the time. Yes. But 198. So when when you have a performance like Saturday where you're just a skosh off of it as a mm-hmm. coach, 
What'd you look back and say we need to do better? What'd you look back and say needs to get better? Easily can find those three tenths, like it's or two and a half tenths. It's not even hard. Um, just little you say two tiny and a half tenths. Things. By the way, I'm always having to go. So that's point one. No. Yeah, it, it's like <laughs> I'm not saying I'm good at math. It's two landings. Um, to be frank, it's two landings. It's two just mishaps here and there. Easily could have gotten that back without even, you know, a blink of an eye. But you also can't expect the team to be perfect on everything they do. So um, where we saw some really great performances, I think, on on bars and beam, on floor and vault, we could have been sharper. Um, first of all, I, I want to rewind even a little bit further. Travel. You and I sat here last Tuesday, and it was about that time when I'm like, I'll see you. We're leaving tomorrow. Uh, you guys thankfully didn't have to adjust too much of your schedule, but how nervous were you? What was that process like trying to get out of town on Friday? Well, we had like plan A, plan B, plan C, plan D. <laughs> we were, uh, you know, trying to see if Florida could move the meet to Saturday if we had travel woes, but mm-hmm. um, they could not. So, oh. like, we just stuck to the plan and Delta came through. What can you say? Well done, Delta. <laughs> I, you know, th- I was really popular. Uh, amongst the crew, there were eight of us that had to traverse, uh, travel separate from the team on Wednesday. Team went down to Dallas on first softball, went down to Dallas on Tuesday. There was eight of us. Maggie was at the airport. Yeah. And she, I'm like, Maggie, hey, what's up? And I I, I still say she said, hey, Chris. Now, I don't know if she does. She might not know my name. <laughs> Even though I've interviewed her a few times. I'm like, hey, you know her? And I was like, I don't know if she said Chris. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's Maggie Nichols. But it shows you still that popularity of your gymnast yeah. even after the time they've been here. They're she was having people bug her throughout the airport, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. She was headed to Utah, and she stayed in the airport all day long. Was she there all day? Yep. Finally got out at like 6 o'clock. <sighs> but she did make it. You know, she has a series of competitions named after her. Oh, wow. Um, called We Are Strong, Maggie Nichols. And uh, she travels around the country and hosts these events uh, for young gymnasts. Thoughts on traveling day of? Are you a fan or no? No way, Jose. Not for us. It's tough, right? Did you guys then come back Friday night, or did you stay Friday night and come we, back on Saturday? We came back Saturday. I mean, that's – I don't know how teams do it. I really don't. And basketball might be a little bit different because you can get there early enough and get your stretch and get rolling. But, again, there's just so much that goes into coach getting ready. That's that's always got to be a challenge. Yeah, and I think, you know, honestly, just the facts, dehydration from sure. flying, things like that that affect performance – um, and certainly flying that much in three days is going to affect your body and um, your energy level, things like that. Eating on the road. I mean, oh. the, if you add it all up, it's just no good. No bueno. <laughs> but they responded well. So let's – They did. Let, let's talk about Jordan Bowers a yeah. little bit. Again, she yeah. continues to to shine throughout this season. Where did she kind of lead on Friday night? She was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Um, brought in great routines on all three events. And then she did exhibition on beam and did a great great routine as well. Um, one of her best meets, actually, I would say. I think she really rose to the occasion as a freshman. You love to see that when you're in someone else's house. I mean, that place was rocking. Really? Oh, my gosh. Reagan, <laughs> I... Kudos to Regan Smith. No one knows this, but she was last on beam, and uh, one of the Florida athletes got a 10 on floor while she was on the beam. It was a sold-out arena, 10,000 people, or (laughs) 9,900-something, which evidently is capacity there at the O'Connell Center. And um, the place was 
so loud you can't even imagine. And she just kept on. She had a tiny little check, but just kept on keeping on. And and I'll tell you, she got off the beam and she said, that's not fair. (laughs) (laughs) She said, that's not fair. The beam was shaking, she said. And I said, well, it is fair. That's what happens when you go to another, you know, to another arena and they have that kind of fan base and it gets that crazy. I mean, I told you about it. I think, you warned before me. Before we went, but yeah. let me tell you, there were the booing was more. That was the only ten they got that night, and the booing was just as distracting. Carly was about to do her series on Beam, and of course, Floor is an event where you get a you get a lot of tens. Mm-hmm. Florida is strong on Floor, so she's about to do her series and just. Boo, you know, just boo. She handled it well, though. As okay, all right. There's a lot of different layers to this. A, it, it sucks because it's happening against us. But for you, do, do you kind of dig that? I mean, going yeah, on the road. Yeah, it's good. Okay, actually. that's what I thought. If, if they if they can handle that, like they can do anything. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. So how do we put that in the Lloyd Noble Center this weekend? <laughs> that kind well, of atmosphere. Yeah. Let's sell I mean, some tickets. It, it's seriously, it, uh, their fans are really boisterous, I guess, is the word I would Good use. Good word. Um, they, this is no joke. It's just like Duke. They had a line of students waiting for, uh, camped out in front of the arena to get the seats because there's only 90 seats or 120 seats for students. The rest are sold out fans so if you're not in line you don't get to go in as a student so it was pretty cool to see that in gymnastics like um certainly you know we're capable of that here but students um we've been able to get all our students in which also is that's nice versus you know having a limit on that yeah can can i have a quick attendance conversation i know that from from my perspective i know everyone's trying to do everything they can but there was an article this week by dennis dots it talked about the declining attendance in what was it seven of the last nine years josh for college football was that the article by dodds yeah so seven of the last nine years and they try not to include covid and i push back against it a bit i'm like you're gonna use covid in there i mean a year with no but it's it's hard to go to a football game right i think across the country mm-hmm. you you've gone we were talking about you sit in traffic for nebraska mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like are we gonna make it um you guys try to do everything you can to make it easy and you try and again i'm not trying to pit gymnastics versus football it's just Mm -hmm. coach this is something across the board where everyone's challenged with trying to say i need you off your couch i know your 70 inch tv is awesome i know your your cold beer that you only paid see what does a 12 pack go for right now (laughs) 845 for nine bucks for but i mean it's you guys can t- because we've got to create that game day, that match day. It's got to be special, right? Yeah, and it's a challenge anymore. No, it, it's a challenge, definitely. People have lead very busy lives. Let's get real, and and everyone has um, things that they have to get done. But this is a great event for your family to bring everyone to and to do something together. And I think everyone's looking for something like that to do. Um, and and it's like. Again, it's just so efficient. You right. know, it's not an all day thing. Parking is easy. You yeah. can get in there quickly. In and yeah. And um I just think it's a great thing to do with with your friends and family. Um so yeah, I mean I if I could pick an event, I'd definitely pick gymnastics. Friday night is the big one against Michigan. All right, uh, before we look at one final, how quickly do you wipe 
last Friday and move on to this week? I mean, what's the process like to say, okay, that was a tough one. We're still number two in the country, which is awesome. Yeah. But how, how do you wipe that and then move forward? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we replaced – I know it's hard to understand the scoring and how you're ranked um, – we replaced a really low score, away score, which was a 196.6 with this 197.75, which is why we remain number two, because our away scores are very high the, comparatively. The, the Utah match. Yes. Right. So compared to the rest of the country, Me, our away scores, the average of our away scores are, I believe, number one, the highest. That's awesome. Um, and we are always a great road team. Why is that? You know, I think we, we're really methodical about how we travel and what we do when we travel and just really getting them in the right mindset. So so that's really exciting for, for us. We moved on to Michigan like the second we landed our beam dismount, I'm pretty sure. You know, I mean, that's the next thing. That's the next thing on the slate. They've been looking forward to this meet all year long um it's a big deal you know they they snagged that national championship mm-hmm. from us by just less than a tenth last year and, and uh that's very motivating there's not a whole lot i should have to do to motivate this week right when we were talking about what do you do do you give a pre-meet <laughs> speech or anything of that nature i keep saying of course i do like yeah. we we do we have themes and and we do certain things with our team to get them in the right place Absolutely. It's like top secret stuff. But, you know, I'll write a book someday. But anyway, we we do those things. But um, it's not like a one for the Gipper kind of speech. It's a little bit different. And and it's tailored to what's going on that week. So um, just really excited about the meet, really excited about the opportunity to take on such a great team. We're trying to get out there. Have we got an update on that yet, if the show's going to get to hit the road on Thursday or Friday? Well, Thursday we have practice, and we'd love to have you there. Um, we thank Josh. <laughs> that was one of my all-time favorite shows we've ever done. And I'm not even kidding. I'm not I'm not just pandering because you're here, but when we came out on that, I want to say it was a I want to say it was a Thursday, yeah. maybe. And yeah. you guys, it was right before regionals, and we just yeah. sat and talked. I learned so much that day. Mm-hmm. Lou and I talked about the Steelers. It was great. It was a good time. I yeah, got learned up. You could get um, gymnasts coming through constantly if you came into practice that day. Oh, okay. I, I think it sounds like a fantastic idea. I, I met. Um, I'll bring you a snack. Oh, you know me. I'm <laughs> Speaking of snacks, my daughter asked me if I was going to work today or Comic-Con. Whatever. <laughs> Isn't this a WrestleMania? Ter- a WrestleMania T-shirt, camo <laughs> pants, and Chuck shoes. She's like, "You are not dropping me off." My daughters are getting that age now. It's like, "You are just drop me off here." Uh, but you can wear whatever you want. Go crazy on Friday night. So we'll be out there to uh, to help promote it this week. Heck, I even met the the two incredible young women that help my uh, my pets. To be honest with you, because gosh, why? No one could ever say her name when she was here, and I could. Jordan, um, well, they work in a clinic. They work in a doggy daycare area here. They're Nicole Lehrman. And? Jade Degovea. Jade Degovea. That's right. Whenever <laughs> I walked in to drop my dog off, I'm like, you're Jade Degovea. She goes, yes. And I had to explain who it is. <laughs> this is my horrible Frenchie Tater. He's the worst. He's going to pee all over the place. So <laughs> I'm sorry right now. But you never know who you might meet at these yeah, things, right? you never know. And it's a big-time matchup. So, Coach, before we let you go – Fans can make a difference. We've talked about this a lot. It's Friday night, 745. It's inexpensive to get in the door. It's exciting. There's constant entertainment going on around the meet. And when someone lands um, a 10 or when someone lands a perfect dismount, it is electric inside that place. Yeah, and I mean, 
you know, there's nothing that's off limits in gymnastics. I know people, you know, look at it as one of those quieter sports, but we love the fans to be loud and excited and pumped up when those things happen. Um, and certainly when a 10 pops up, the place goes nuts. And I'll, and I'll say, we've said this, our goal is 10,000 people. And we've made lots of goals with this program over the years. And this is definitely one we want to hit. 10K, Friday night. We That's can do this. That's right. We can do this. All right, we'll be out there this week. Coach, thanks. I appreciate right. it. I know you're busy, but your Thank time you. is always awesome for us. Quick break. We'll come back. A lot to get you on that attendance conversation overall in college athletics next right here on The Plank Show. I was trying to, I was trying to fathom... You're in a sport that is so dependent on the way the the crowd or I'm sorry, the technical nature with which you compete and you're on the beam and you finish your dismount and you nail it and oh, coach forgot your phone. Go go tell coach she forgot her phone. <laughs> I think she'll figure out pretty quickly. <laughs> um, and you land your beam, and then all of a sudden, the place erupts while you're on it because someone hit a perfect 10. Here you go, Josh. <laughs> it's, I mean, I'll, I'll just tell you what, picking it up, I already see there's alerts and notifications all over that bad boy. <laughs> she would have figured out soon enough. Uh, anyway, I, I just I think that was a cool story. She's on the beam. Someone lands a perfect ten on another event, and the next thing you know, you're landing like that's not fair. It's gymnastics. How cool is that? Friday night. So we'll work. Perry, I, I I've been bugging the hell out of Perry. He's probably tired of me, but Perry's kind of been working the back channels with our uh, good friend Caitlin Fournier over at uh, OU. So we're trying to get trying to get over there this weekend. This might be our only show in studio this week, and I miss you. Josh Helmer, standing by in the Brown O'Haver Studios. How are you, Josh? What's up, dude? Good morning. Like the uh, like the coat. I I got one of those. It was the last hoodie that I received, and I gave it to my son, thinking I'd be getting many, many more to come. I'm like, here, you want this, bud? He's like, yeah. I haven't seen another hoodie since. Huge mistake. Teddy's got one. Gabe gets one, but I don't. Um. Anyway, thanks to KJ Kindler for hanging out with us. She's the best. Now, the show has many, many feelers out there right now, Josh. There have been text messages sent to our crew with women's basketball. We haven't had a chance to talk to Jenny Baranchek in a while, and I want to do that. I want to talk to Coach. It's been a minute. Taylor Robertson had a big shot on certain day. Huge moment for them, so maybe we'll get a chance to talk to Coach Baranchek. Let me let me get you an update. At last check, it was – um. Let me ask. So, Coach Baranchek, if you're listening, would love to have you on today or tomorrow or whenever. Then the um, the feeler, because near the end of the show yesterday, someone had said, hey, um, do, do you have any – can we hear from, from Patty? Can we hear from Coach Gasso? So I reached out to my man Patrick Dunn. He's working on it as we speak too. So the term fluid kind of fits for this show today, right? Undetermined. Under, to, TBD to be determined. We could hear from, as this show rolls on, we could hear from Patty Gasso, Jenny Baranchek, Taylor Robertson. There is a request for Jordy Ball. Uh, maybe Jordy Ball. I think 
listen, I'm not here to to be greedy, right? I'm not that's not me. Never been that guy. But I desperately want to talk to Jordy Ball. I also realize so do a lot of my media friends. <laughs> so I, I I feel and I'm a little bit more willing to share with the softball media, guys like yourself, Ryan Chapman, who's covered it for a couple years, James. I'm like, okay, can't be greedy with this. So if that's where Jordy Ball makes her debut, I'm fine. I mean, I'll complain. I'll grinch to Patrick. I'll remind him that I am the voice of Sooner Softball. I'll point out how long I've done it. I will also mention that I have been to a family reunion with Jim Gasso. But if these media who haven't done any of that are more important, then I can completely and totally get on board with that. I'm fine with it. Would be pretty legit for this show. Did I mention that I also rode to the games this weekend with Coach Gasso at least twice? I, I mean, seems to be like a guy that might get a few – you know, maybe nods thrown his way, Patrick. <laughs> Jake. I don't know why, I'm, why I would say Jake. <laughs> anyway. Uh, oh, oh, update. Where's my YouTube? Where's my Unsolved Mysteries update music? Let's see. Update. What's your time slots for coach? Uh-oh. Looks like it might be tomorrow. All right. That's fine. I hear you. You know, and I just here. I'm all about following the rules, Josh. I'm here to follow the rules. I mean, I could easily break them, right? We could call coaches directly, but that's not how this game works. I am a believer in following the rules. How was your Monday night? Anything exciting? It was good, man. It was good. Watched a lot of Big Twelve hoops last night. Oh, flipping back and forth between Baylor. And Texas, and of course, Texas Tech, K-State. I was watching hockey last night. Really? I was very, very excited. I've, I've fallen into a, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm down with the Kings, who lost 7-0 last night. So, yeah, that was kind of tough to overcome. But, yeah, what a night in college basketball. Tech and, and, Tech and Kansas State was a pretty good game. It was a great game. Uh, Baylor and Texas was a pretty good game last night. Final game in the Irwin Center, right? Have you ever been in the Irwin Center before? I have not. Okay. And I'm realizing now I won't get to. (laughs) (laughs) So, it's... How do I say this without it coming across as an Oklahoma fan slandering a Texas kind of icon. The drum is awesome, okay? I'm just going to say this. The it, It's a really, really, the Frank Irwin Center, it's a really neat arena. In 1983, what's happened, you know, it's just, it's not, it's, it's not good anymore. And I'm, I'm happy for Texas that they're getting a new arena because they desperately needed one. Now, do they have some other areas that they can upgrade? Do they need to upgrade their softball facility? Yes, it's it's a dump. But, and I say that because I know everyone within that that program feels the need for something new. But I went, so this gives you an idea of how long it's been. I went to the Frank Irwin Center 
in 2001 when Tulsa played in the Elite Eight there against North Carolina. That was back in the days when they didn't put games in stadiums where you could actually see what was going on, right? At least for the Elite Eight games. And at that at that time, I remember thinking, oof, this, this place needs an upgrade. And that was 22 years ago. So, But again, it was a big enough deal. It was Austin. It was in the middle of everything. Cool campus. But I'm, I'm glad they're getting something new because they desperately need something new. Now, we could probably have a conversation about that area for OU. But in, in the Blake Griffin complex and the, the, the Griffin Family Center, Texas didn't really do anything like that around the Irwin Center. So Oklahoma did. They have cool facilities on that front. Texas did not, but they're getting a brand new basketball arena that looks pretty awesome and last I heard from Craig Way it's going to open on time the second part of it is beyond the facility Josh boy Baylor keeps kind of starting to make a claim towards being a one seed again don't they they kind of I know it wasn't necessarily pretty against Kansas in the first half but you know they're right on that line of about what six or seven teams that we think could end up being a one seed. And that was a really good win on the road last night. In fact, um, does this updated this morning? Joe Lenardi's bracketology, Joe Lenardi's bracketology has Baylor as a one right now. Your one seeds are Gonzaga, Arizona, Kansas, and Baylor. Dropped Auburn to a two. So, I mean, let's go. Kind of shows you, though, how challenging it is in this conference when you're dealing with two one seeds and, uh, boy, they, they don't have Tech as a two anymore. Where's Tech at? A three right now? With two one seeds and a three seed. And right now in the Big 12, you got six of the nine postseason eligible teams in. That's pretty wild. That's pretty wild. But Baylor made a statement last night, I thought. Have made a couple of statements. You're right given what they did second half versus Kansas and now to go on the road in that environment, final game there, and find a way to win it is a very impressive That's win cool. for them. So one final game for them at home versus Iowa State, and then if they get to the Big 12 championship game, they'll have a chance at a one. Of course, to me, you win versus Iowa State and then go win the Big 12 tournament if sure. you're Baylor or Kansas – and I think you're you're going to wind up on the one line. I don't see Kansas losing this week. KU's got – did you know this? KU's got two versus TCU. One today, one on Thursday versus TCU, and then Texas inside Allen Fieldhouse on Saturday. I'm going to assume that they – what, did they have a game postponed earlier, or was that the Big 12 schedule? Yeah, no, it's a makeup game. Okay. <laughs> I was like, whoo. Boy, the Big 12, because remember a couple weeks ago in women's basketball, Texas and Baylor played in like two, two games in three days. They played on Friday, and then they played on Sunday in women's hoops. But that was a makeup from a, a, a COVID postponement earlier in the season. It's March, boys. Let's go. So when we come back, we mentioned watching a little college hoops. Are we preparing ourselves for one of the most competitive marches we've seen? This isn't a season, I think, where you're looking at an inevitable 
Gonzaga-Baylor matchup like we were last year. Everyone kind of thought, oh, it's inevitable. Gonzaga and Baylor are going to play in the title. And wildly, it, it, it played out that way. This year, I mean, I don't know, th- three or four teams from each region you look at and think they could make a run. You're always kind of watching for that Cinderella team that could do something like UCLA did last year. But let, let's preview that a little bit when we come back, right? Why not? It's March. You sent me the, what you sent me the the uh, gift last night of the dudes dancing, playing the March Madness theme. I feel like we can come back every commercial break from it, with it. Wait, did I say that right? Every commercial break with the March Madness theme. It's that awesome. Stick around. It's the Plank Show at nine thirty seven on a Tuesday on the Home of Sooner Fans. I really have to start turning the TVs on in here, Josh. You know why? Because it's already on Project Runway again. Project Runway. How come? Can we turn this? Can, can we turn on the mic closest to the TV? <laughs> yes, we all can. Right. So, okay, first of all, whoever comes in here and tries to change it always changes the source, and thus we aren't able to watch TV. So then you have to change the source back. Oh. Now, part of this is my problem. Show so popular, we're always on the road. Secondly, is um, I blame Ted. I think, as uh, as TJ put it, Ted's a fiddler in here, so there might be a mic flipped around. Maybe he's just pressing buttons. I usually never turn the TV on in studio, but I am pleasantly surprised to see a conversation that's being had on screen number two inside the Brown O'Haver Studios. Art Bryle stepping down last night. Yeah, interesting. Glad they're talking about it. Is are we just gonna? Oh, I, I'm acting like we're sitting here fighting for this or something. But what Bryles has done as a college coach, I mean, it's just that's the reality of it. I, you know, it's I, I it's wild. I just looked and you had this story pulled up, and I looked up and uh, first take is talking about it too here in the studio, but. I'm glad they are. I'm 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 glad it it needs to be talked about. I wonder and again, I'm not here trying to push for anything, but there's not going to be a situation that plays out where I think you're gonna get a forgiving or a forgetting media covering this. Good good list. Um in two thousand and seventeen. The Hamilton Tiger Cats of the CFL tried to hire him, had incredible backlash. I, I'm try, was it Southern Mississippi? Someone tried to hire him as an offensive coordinator, and the backlash was severe enough that it wasn't even considered. Missouri State, remember when they were attempting to hire him, or at least he was in the mix. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I I think there is that great question of when and if you deserve a second shot, another opportunity. I know that the Clay Travises of the world have taken the mantra of he served his penalty, his pittance has been paid, but I don't see many I don't see many people on board with that right now, Josh. I just think we it, – it shows you just how innovative and creative he truly was that you have people, despite all this, that are still trying to hire him. You know, if the dude sucked as a coach 
that wouldn't be an issue right now. Obviously, he's a pretty incredible schemer and game planner because people aren't just going to hire him because, oh, yeah, he seems like he's he seems like he's moved past all of his issues. I mean, that's pretty it's, – it's a pretty damning sign whenever at Grambling State one of your boys brings you in and it appears to just bring down everyone. <laughs> he's out now as the O.C., Hugh Jackson's in all kinds of issues with his foundation now that he has. Well, the statement they put out was so bad. We will continue to support Coach Bryles and all victims of assault, violence, social and racial injustices, and we will continue to provide equal opportunity for healing for everyone, end quote. Mixing Art Bryles in with sexual assault victims is probably not the right move. I don't know. And I don't think that's necessarily what – that wasn't what they were saying, but it was so poorly worded. Mm. You can't say you're trying to support Coach Bryles and in the same sentence say we're trying to support sexual assault victims when Art Bryles was the man in charge for one of the worst sexual assault scandals we've seen. Yeah. So, interesting. I'm glad that it's um, it's a talking point, but it is – it is a fascinating discussion to wonder because, listen, and again, a lot of people with that crew are have moved on and have had new opportunities, right? Art Bryles' son, Kendall, at Arkansas from Florida State to Arkansas. Coach Lebby's here, and he's crushing it. Juan Navita Cazzotti, their strength coach. Kaz just got hired. Where did He just got hired somewhere to take over the strength program. But – the, the head of it all is the person that is supposed to be. And it's not just him. It's the athletic director, too. So, our Bryles out. I guess for me, I can't help but think and wonder in this situation, what did you think was going to happen? So, if you're going to ex- ex- if you're gonna accept the job last Thursday. Sure. And then, all of a sudden, late Monday night, you're done, you're out because you're a distraction, you were always going to be a distraction. You will always be a distraction for the remainder of your career. It's not going away. Just like, And again, I'm not comparing. Just like uh, suddenly Pete Davidson is dating one of the Kardashians. It's a completely different world around him than it's ever been before, right? Uh, it's, and it's going to be forever. For him, right? He seems like he's made for it, though. Oh, gosh. Do you listen? I listen. I'm a big bonfire listener all of a sudden with Big Jay Okerson and Dan Soder. Crackle, crackle. And it's funny to hear them talk about Pete. He'll like, hey, what are you guys up to tonight? When I, when I, when I'm going to come by your show. And so whenever they think Pete Davidson's coming by their show, the people that run the security for their show have to beef up the security because he's a he's a star now, right? Yes, he is. And why? Because he dates Kardashian. So there's always going to be that distraction. Um, he's an actor, though, right? He's been in a couple movies. He had that the the movie with Bill Burr that they did, right? What uh, what else does he do? Um, Pete Davidson. He's a comic, I guess. Oh no, he's a stand up comedian. That's where he got his start. Yeah, he he was he was working the clubs and he's starting to get back into it. But that yeah, SNL guy. That's yeah, right. yeah. But th- so my point is, it's always going to be a distraction for a much different reason 
our Bryles is always going to be a distraction. Right. Much yeah. more serious reason. Yeah. So that's breaking. Now, the other thing, I know we're running out of time here in this segment, so maybe we table it till uh, to wrap up hour number two, or hour number one. We're in March. Today is the first day of March, which for many of you might be that time where you're like, time to freshen up on a little college basketball. I've been in my kind of football sadness, my Aaron Rodgers where he's going, which by the way, apparently it is the second now Tuesday in a row where we expect some news from Aaron Rodgers, which means we probably won't get any, right? But when we come back, let's do try to give a quick little recap of what you've missed. I've, I've written out a couple of notes to remind you what you've missed so far in March. Um, Thunder lost last night by 21 to the Kings. Rebuild, I, baby. Oh, my gosh. I would hate to be one of those shows where you have to talk about that. Oh, my gosh. When Shea Gilgis scored 30. He's a foundation piece. Yes, we all say that. It's 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 been resonating for like the last two years. And they just got smoked by the Kings. Quick break. We're back with a little co- co- college basketball talk on the Plank Show. How do I keep falling so far behind on – I felt like we took our break right on time. Are we not? We don't have time to do our basketball pre- – 10 a.m. Look back. All the storylines you need to know, okay? Unless Jenny Baranchek and or Coach Gasso joins us, which is a possibility. How but, are we looking on that front? All right, let's see. Um, one – uh, did confess to dropping the ball. So fingers crossed on that front. Not here to name any names. Josh! Um, hmm. Number two, uh, just working around some schedule things right and now. And by Josh, not, not this you. Josh. Not you. I'm not here to throw anyone under the bus. That's not what I do. Um, but we're hoping to have, if not both coaches on, maybe one today, one tomorrow. And as Trevor LaFoon pointed out, we will continue our in-depth preview. There is no game. Getting coverage like the Crosstown Clash is getting here on the Ref Sports Radio Network. Both Crosstown Clashes. Correct. And boys. Um, Gordon Drummond from Norman and Khalil from North are both calling in at 1030. So that Khalil be Ben Ali Ulaj. You've practiced that one a few times. Jocelyn Aloha Pumihana Alo. I've been practicing that one quite Beautiful. a bit too. I've made the decision, by the way, that when she breaks the record, we're going with the full name. That's just the decision that's been made. And I've practiced it, and some of you that listen notice that we've started implementing it into the broadcast more. Yeah, that's how you get the feet wet. Because someone's like, did Plank just say aloha and throw like a pumi? What what, what does that even mean? But kind of like fall A of you became, and not became, but used her Folly Palima when they got to the World Series, it's a pride thing. It's a family thing. You shorten your name because you, you don't want people saying, Folly Paloma? Folly Paloma? It's like, no, Folly Palima, Yeah, right? because everybody's too lazy to learn a name, right. basically. Preach. Wait, hold on. No cap. Kids still say that or no? Do I still look cool? Yeah, no, you're cool. <laughs> what did you think of the attire today? I didn't even realize how terrible. I love it. I think it's fantastic. How terrible it was. I've got to go to. I've got to go to fans. I've got to go to OU today, and this is what I'm. I'm doing a TV show, and this is what I'm wearing over there. I have on camo joggers, 
Chuck shoes and a WrestleMania T-shirt. Dude, I think it's you look like Pete Davidson. <laughs> Give me some tats and my eyes. Get my eyes looking a little blackish, and I'll like black around the eye. Then I'll be great. I'll be Pete Davidson. Hey, what's up, guys? Pete Davidson. All right, listen, we're caught up. Hour one of the Plank Show has been brought to you by Van Hoos Fence. We worked very hard, Tessa and Mark, on that hour. VHFence.com. That's VHFence.com. Or call them right now at 405-735-1167.